Welcome to Broker Bites. I'm Nancy Powell, realtor, broker, and CEO of Powell & Associates, located in the beautiful and historic heart of the CSRA, Augusta, Georgia. Broker Bites will merge my passions of community involvement, business, and real estate. And I'll combine real estate market updates, local news, hometown happenings, and the best scoops as well as useful information for the buyer, seller, and investor in the CSRA. Hey guys, we're back and we're going to discuss real estate realities. April is actually Financial Literacy Month. So I wanted to bring more attention to financial literacy and how being financially sound can help you in various areas. I have two guests with me here today. I have Tawanika Williams. She is with SRP. She is the community outreach person there. And she also educates and brings people up to speed and helps them with their financial literacy and getting their finances in order to be more better financial stewards of their money. Um, I also have Pam Bean. She is a mortgage lender with Frontline Capital Mortgage, and her name says it all, Uh, (laughs) being a mortgage lender. um, Of course, she lends lends money on homes, and uh, she's having a few challenges here lately, um, as most of you all know, with the interest rates rising and price and house value increasing and inventory down, it's very difficult right now to be both in real estate and in mortgage lending. So I brought these two ladies on to kind of give us a perspective of, number one, finances and how to be a good steward of your money with Tawanika, just in a general sense, and I brought on Pam, since we do have all this going on with mortgage rate increase and things like that, to kind of give you some ideas of what's going on now, but what things you can do to make sure that you can get a better rate than what's currently out there. So, welcome ladies. Thank you for coming. I'm glad to have both of y'all, strong women who are smart. (laughs) Um, um, so I really want to start with you, Twanika. What are some things that you tell some of your clients, um, or your, you know, customers that come in the bank? Do you have a situation where a customer comes in and said, says, I got to get my finances straight. Can you help me? Yes. So one Great thing about SRP, Federal Credit Union, we have four certified financial advisors. Um, And And you're one. And I'm one, (laughs) actually. And so we can have one-on-one sessions um, with our members Mm -hmm. to get them on track on whether it's short-term goals or long-term goals, such as buying a home. Mm -hmm. Um, Five key points that I always mention to my members to – kind of start them in the right directions, um, right direction. One is setting up an auto transfer for to go into your savings account. 
it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. If it goes automatically when you get paid or however that looks, then you won't see it, whether right. that be a Christmas club or if you're saving for a mortgage or you're saving for a, a car. Um, these are way that is a way that can prepare you and get you ready to make those big purchases. Another is plan your purchase, you know. So if you're going to buy a home, you set an expectation, you know, you're making a smart goal, mm-hmm. right? And in the finance world, we uh, we like to use the acronym SMART, right? So making a SMART goal, um, you've been specific, you're having measurable goals, you're making it attainable, relevant, and put a timeline on it. Mm-hmm. So that is what is considered to be a SMART goal, okay? And saving your bonus cash. You get a bonus incentive, put that back. You know, don't just spend it because you have it. Or as far as like when we all got the rebates and stuff during COVID, just took it away for a rainy day. Correct. In other words, correct. And, you mm-hmm. know, not just go out and buy upgrade TVs just mm-hmm. because you can. You know, right. So you want to make your money count for you, and um, have a plan for spare change. You'll be amazed of how you know much. You could save just from spare changes. Every time you, mm-hmm. you have change left over, you empty your purse at the end of the week or you empty your pockets and have a place for that. I have a funny story about that. But anyway, go ahead. And lastly, <laughs> lastly, I would say track your financial progress. Mm-hmm. You know, what that looks like for you, whether that's um, a teammate, your mm-hmm. spouse, or whomever. You guys sit down together and track. How much have you saved mm-hmm. um, in this last month or the next six months, you know, the last six months right. or a year? If you track your progress, that sometimes make you makes you feel rewarding. Right. Sometimes you have to tighten the belt for goals that are in the future. The reward at the end is, you know, a nice house that you own and get to enjoy. So... That is correct. Um, I would say take a picture, post it, put it around you, um, put some things that motivate you around. And that way you can kind of, you know what you're working toward. Mm-hmm. You know, you know why you're eating that ham sandwich. Right. You know, because you see it. It's in yeah. the forefront. Yeah. You see why you're making a sacrifice. Right. You know? So, and I would say we all make sacrifices, sacrifices for things that we want. Right. As far as home purchases bringing real estate back in you know since the inventory is low and it's hard to find one this is a perfect opportunity to you know set up a schedule or a or a plan to do that in hopes that the market will balance itself back out you'll have plenty of inventory to choose from instead of having to beg and give your firstborn child you know to get a house and things like that or if you follow these steps even though mortgage i mean the house is where it's at right you follow these steps and you have enough money saved it it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because you have negotiating power but if you don't follow these steps you don't have negotiating power yeah if all you've got is a just a loan from the lender and but you don't have any extra to kind of put up towards it or say you have an appraisal gap where it doesn't appraise for that amount then you don't have the cash to make up the difference if that's what you want to do so you're exactly right those are some great 
mm-hmm. points. I think I need to probably apply those to my life. I do too. <laughs> um, well, y'all can always come see me for free. Um, my husband, who is a CPA and wealth management, you know, he tries to tell me this, but, you know, it's, you know, your husband telling you versus. It's different when you're here <laughs> yeah. from somebody else. It but is, honey, is the jacket looks so cute. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we have talked about being more careful with our money, more cognizant of what we're spending on, setting up a budget, uh, looking at everything and seeing where we can do some things. Not that we're looking to buy a house, but things come up, you know, and you need that, at, you know, your car tears up and it costs $5,000 to fix it. Well, you know, you need that kind of money Tucked you away. Know, stuck away, right. you know, and that gives you a peace of mind. And, and I imagine those clients that you've started on those things and now that they are, they have become financial stable gurus <laughs> yeah. and um, they, they have a better feeling about themselves, about their family. They have more comfort. You provide a very good service. Thank you. Um, and you do go to other places and talk yes so um srp some of the things that we offer uh, to our members in the area we do offer free money management seminars Mm -hmm. for teen and adults Mm -hmm. and those are virtual um once a month we also offer free financial literacy courses where we will come out do it virtual or however to all age ages ranges from four to adults um um, schools, organization, churches, wherever it doesn't matter, we would come out. We would, long as time permit, we would make it happen. Coming soon, SRP, we are rolling out a new program. It's going to be some enhancements to our financial health options. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know any more about anything that SRP offers, you can go to the website, the www.srp.org. Mm-hmm srpfcu.org that's mm-hmm. information and you can find me up yeah. there also how are you received when you go into schools and talk to the high school students are they pretty receptive or yeah so what I've learned is because we teach all ages so I have to adapt to the students or the age group um, so um, I can tell you that one of the most popular exercises we do is one called spend save share so that's typically where i start out with my students and it's an exercise that they do with Mm -hmm. smarty candy and this candy Mm -hmm. is their money right so if i start with if i open with that like i get their buy-in their participation Mm -hmm. so once i get their participation they're all ears Mm -hmm. at that point you know yourself they're just not covering that in school no they're not they're and not. that's something that's very important yes it is. um so if your your children ever need this mm-hmm. one-on-one guidance please feel free to reach okay. out to me um or one of my colleagues and we'll make sure like you know to get their wheels spinning their mind right turning, yeah you know well thank you for sharing that i'm gonna switch over to pam let's dive into mortgages which is so much fun um (laughs) um, Pam is a mortgage lender Uh, I just kind of want to define that real quick you have 
um, banks that have a mortgage division, but you also have mortgage companies that have lenders that um, they're set up a little different. And mortgage a mortgage bank that's a bank with a mortgage division, they only sell, they can only promote or use their products that they have, whereas you are a lender and you can shop the different mortgage companies um, out there and... um, Well, Frontline is a broker. Broker. Right. Yeah. So we have access to many lenders, Mm -hmm. um, which does allow us to shop different products, um, investment loans, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all the the conventional FHA, VA, you know, all of that. We can shop for them as well as shop rates. So, and then I'm a loan officer for Frontline Capital. Mm -hmm. So my job is to get the buyer in and review a lot of what you <laughs> talk about, the, the financial literacy and where they are and are they ready to qualify for a loan? And if they're not, how do we get there mm-hmm. and then find the best product for them? And Sometimes uh, it's making a plan right for down the road. I've done that with plenty of buyers. Yes. Um, it isn't Several always. Several of mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And, um, but that's something not all mortgage lenders do. No. Pam does take time to sit down and go over their credit report or whatever and right. say, if you do this, this, and this in three to six months, you'll be where you need to be and we can move forward. Right. So that, and that's important because yes. a lot of times when I, when buyers get turned down, they just give up. And so with her kind of keeping in contact with them and kind of showing them what to do, it, it helps a lot. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I usually (laughs) say maybe no today, but that doesn't mean no forever. And let's make a plan. And how can we, we get things where you need to be. I'm going to ask the question. That's the elephant in the room. (laughs) Can you name just a few three to five challenges that beside the normal lack of inventory, blah, blah, blah. Can you name three to five challenges that you've seen maybe in the last six months as far as the mortgage industry and trying to educate the public on what the reality is and that they don't need to look at it as a negative thing, but more or less there's more than one way to skin a cat so we can do it this way and um, you can still get your home. Right. So... There are several factors. Some we can control, some we can't control. So the things that we can't control are the prices of houses, the inventory. Mm -hmm. um, And then there are things we can control, like your low credit score, your debt to income, which I can talk about that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what options you have to you know, to, to explore, to get different products to get you there. Um, and then, of course, the biggest right now are interest rates. Mm-hmm. You can't control interest rates. So how, how do you, you know, tackle that? Um, and so, yeah, those are the... the what about, um, I've seen and read a lot where some buyers are, because they're a lower rate, doing arms for about five years and then refinancing right. Right. in hopes that the rates go down some. So when COVID hit, arms are one of the things that went away mm-hmm. completely and they did not offer them. Let and me 
explain what an arm is. Yeah. It's an okay. adjustable rate right. mortgage, which um, means that the rate can adjust. Usually it's 2%. It can adjust 2% down or 2% up of the main rate, correct? Right. right. Okay. And and that's you know a good product to look at. If you know what you're going to do in five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do a five-year arm and you can get a better interest rate and you know in five years I'm going to refinance this, mm-hmm. you have to make that decision then because at that five years it will go way up. Yeah. So or you're going to sell it and, and move or you know refinance it into an investment property, whatever. You have to have a five-year plan. Right. Or it will come back and, and the things that happened in 2007 will yeah. happen where, where people are being done for mm-hmm. their mortgages. So so it is a, a very useful product. You just got to know going into it, and that's how I would advise anybody mm-hmm. who's like, I want to look in an arm. We're going to make a five-year plan, and I'm going to call you and make sure we're staying on the five-year mm-hmm. plan because yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to happen to anyone right. where they yeah. get caught in five years. Oh, I don't, I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, but it definitely has its advantages, and it's something that I think, some buyers definitely you know mm-hmm. should look at when they're when they're locking a rate. Um, what about? I wanted to touch briefly on um, being able to buy down points on your interest rate, right? And if you could explain that a little bit more. So, if you follow her advice on financial literacy and saving money, and you're able to save money and have a really nice nest egg set aside um, when you you and I discuss interest rates and, and let's say I, I tell you, okay, today's rate is five and a half percent. And, and you go, well, that's really high. And then, and then I can say, um, the, you know, the lender is offering the possibility of you buying that rate down Mm -hmm. and they call it points or you can call it a percentage or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever you can buy it down. And um, so they can take some money, and that comes out at closing. It's a one-time fee. It's not over time. It's a one-time fee at closing, and that can buy the rate down. So you could buy it down to four and a half, or you know, depending on how many points you're willing to pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some rules with that. You you can't buy it down um, an excessive amount. There right. are guidelines for how much you can buy down, but it is definitely something to entertain. And, and we do it often, mm-hmm. um, where people buy down and, um, you have to have really good credit to be able to, is that you true? You don't have or? to have good credit to buy it down. Okay. Um, you just gotta have money mm-hmm. to buy it down. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so, I mean, the, you can have a lower credit score and still buy it down if okay. you have cash. And some okay. people that happens to, there, there are people that have lower credit scores that have had their credit hit for whatever reason. It's mm-hmm. usually medical bills. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, unexpected medical bills that may hit their credit and, but then they may have, you know, money saved and, and that they can, um, you still afford to do that and pay their down payment and mm-hmm. negotiate closing costs. And I'll say another challenge right now is negotiating closing costs because yeah. there's not much negotiating on closing costs. Mm-hmm. Sellers aren't willing to pay that unless you pay more for the property. And either way, you're going to end up paying more down payment yeah. or you're going to pay, you know, closing costs. So, you know, you, and you then have you to, have to worry about it appraising for that's right. If the buyer ups the purchase price to cover right. the closing costs, then 
it may not appraise, and then what do you do? Right, because many sellers are are saying um, not contingent on the appraisal, so you're left with that. That's happened to me twice in the last Mm -hmm. three weeks, actually. Um, I've seen that challenge as well. And then, you know, the competition, if you're up against other buyers or whatever, what's going to make your stick out ahead of everybody else's? Is it going to be that uh, you're putting down... 55% 55% of the loan. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you seen, and I hate to even say this, but have you seen a slowdown per se? Or well, have you seen more difficult getting things to the closing table? Um, April actually is one of the best months I've ever had. So mm-hmm. I don't know that it's slowing down down i think people are just having to be a little more knowledgeable going mm-hmm. into it and and knowing um because people are still going to buy houses yeah um, people are still going to take new jobs they're still going to need homes um so i feel like that it 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 slowed down some at the beginning of the year that's because there was no inventory mm-hmm. and and it's just a slower time so spring is a better time right people put more of their houses on the market um so I would say it's still strong right now. Could it, I mean, with continuing rising interest rates, it's going to be harder for the the families that make lower income mm-hmm. to qualify because their debt to income is going to be too high. When I say debt to income, that's your monthly debt, meaning car payments, credit card payments, things that get reported to the credit bureaus, um, those payments versus your, your gross income, that's mm-hmm. without deductions. Um, and, Every loan product we have, conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, have guidelines on what that percentage can be. Um, FHA is the most forgiving for you can have a higher one. Um, And USDA is probably the the toughest one. Mm -hmm. They really keep you at a certain amount. So um, that being being said, the ones that have the lower income – it's going to make their debt higher yeah. because you have to figure in the payment for that new house. Mm-hmm. And in the payment of that new house, if it's higher interest rate, it's going to make the payment higher, of course. Um, so that's going to be the challenge, I think, coming um, for us is the uh, the lower income, unfortunately, unless they can buy the rate down. Mm-hmm. If they can buy the rate down, um, and so I would say stop swiping debit cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and I say that because I see yeah. a lot of bank statements, and that seems yeah. to be one thing people do a lot of. Is because you're not they, thinking they about don't it. Think about no. it. So you know, buckle down. I, it's funny. Get the envelope part. Yeah, envelope. yeah. <laughs> it's funny you um, mentioned ham sandwiches because I often tell my buyers, okay, now you have to like spend yeah. all your money eating <laughs> ham sandwiches. I've said it lots, or peanut butter and jelly. Um, and uh, so that's really funny when they get to the closing table. Can I have a steak tonight? Yes, you can go have a steak. <laughs> well, tomorrow. Let's get this done. Um, <laughs> Have you had a few that have, because the interest rates have gone up, it's knocked them out of being able to afford either a house that they're looking at or the house that they already have a contract on? I haven't had it happen where they've had a contract already on. Um, I have some buyers now, and in watching the interest rates, I you know have that discussion with them. Often it just means they have to lowered their purchase mm-hmm. price um and that's hard with the inventory yeah. challenge is when they, they have to lower their purchase price amount um but it's i mean still doable 
I haven't been knocked out yet. I haven't anybody now. One somebody on my team this morning said he had someone change mm-hmm. their mind and said they were going to wait a little longer. That hasn't happened to me. Not to mm-hmm. say that it won't, but it just hasn't happened to me yet. Well, I'm glad of that because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it is very disappointing. And have you upped your steps to educate people? I know from working, you know, with you on some things, you really focus on how much the payment is more than right. the rate because it, you know, you may be able to afford a $500,000 house exactly on paper. Right. That's right. But um, in reality, true. what can you, you know, what can you handle? Right. You know, you got three kids and braces and, you know, things like that. What you know, you need to sit down, go over your finances and look at everything and decide, okay, I can afford a $800 payment. Right. And then back it in, back it in that way and show them, you know, this is what house you can, this is what price range you need to start looking into. And I do that exactly that from mm-hmm. the very beginning i ask them what what payment are you looking for per month and mm-hmm. then we go from there and sometimes i can get them pre-approved for more than that and i will tell them sorry nancy i'll tell <laughs> them i can pre-approve you for more than that but you know you don't necessarily go shop in that area yeah um you and know, i tell my clients can. to call the lender and say <laughs> if it's it's something on the higher end i say right. can you i think it? you need to call pam and ask her what the payment's gonna be because right. um right. you know i that's her department not mine and i try to be mindful that uh, mindful of that and 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 you know be true to that if that's the payment that they want really kind of stick with that with mm-hmm. them and so that helps because I, I I'll know interest rates going into it, and if this is the payment you want, then this is the price mm-hmm. range that you need to stick with. And you don't want them to be house poor because then they can't right, do I the don't. savings right. that Tawanica is talking about. I you love know. helping people get in the homes, but I don't want to help people get in the homes that they can't afford. I, I know. Don't. I really don't. Because it will, I mean, even, you know, I've had it happen to me before, and, you know, I've talked and talked to them and said look you know i just don't think this is a good idea i know you can afford it right now but it's gonna really strap you down you're not gonna be able, you know right. you're not gonna be able to go anywhere you're not gonna be able to go out to eat you're not you know things like that so i want them to take that in consideration because I have to sleep at night. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, sitting there thinking, oh, my God, so-and-so and so-and-so can't, you know, can't do anything. They, you know, they're lucky if they can buy 18-roll pack of toilet paper. But anyway, <laughs> so, you know, I know that you do it and some other lenders that I know do it as well as far as stressing. And I think maybe we need to switch the interest rate because people get in such an uproar right. over, oh my God, the interest rate's rising, it's going up. What am I going to do? And instead, transition to payment. So we've talked about buying a home and, you know, things to watch out for and, you know, some challenges that you've had. But talk to me a little bit about, because I'm sure you get the this too. Talk to me a little bit about people 
saying it's less expensive to rent than to buy. What is, I'll start with you, Tawanika, what is some of the advice or some of the suggestions that you give them? Well, I can tell you that rent in this area has increased Mm -hmm. astronomical. I mean, it, I don't even know, you know, if times pay-wise, salary-wise, has even caught up with the price of living. Right. You know, I I think back to 10 years ago when we built our home. Now, that my our house is worth double what we paid for. Mm-hmm. And, like, if we had to move out and build that same house, I don't know if we could afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking mm-hmm. back on what you said on paper, it may say that we qualify for this. But, you know, now that you got kids in college and, you know, you have expenses going out for that. And that's what people have to take in consideration. Mm -hmm. You know, your children is not going to be small forever. Mm -hmm. So when they go to college, it's a whole different ball game Mm -hmm. with paying out, (laughs) you know, it's a whole different ball game with expenses. When it go, when your kid is going to college and you want to be able to help support your children. I know that I, I do Mm want to be able to help support and, like Pam said, you know, you don't want to be a house broke. Right. So, um, again, it is better to buy than rent yeah. at any given day, you know. Plus, you own it and you don't have, you're not at the wheel of a landlord. And the landlord increasing the rate on you. Yeah. Because once you buy it, unless you do an arm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> interest rate, that, that's what your payment's mm-hmm. going to be. With a little bit, you know, escrow may go up just you know, mm-hmm. a little bit, but not enough to make it a big change. But um, definitely, that that's the best way to control it. And um, and just to live so. in a nice apartment complex, mm-hmm. yes, you're gonna pay more than you pay for a mortgage. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, and I, um, to bring this back up again, um, Augusta, Georgia, um, is thirty eight point seven percent increase in rental rates over the past year that is number five in the entire country why are you paying somebody else's mortgage exactly exactly when you rates are high yeah they're still lower than than they were when i bought my first house another thing I, i don't always like to talk about at the very beginning of purchasing a home but if the rates are high now and they go down then you always have the opportunity to refinance mm-hmm. it into that lower rate. Yeah. Um, and I don't like saying that from the get-go because it looks like I'm trying to get both ends of the business. Right. Uh, but but it is a reality. But that is a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead Absolutely. and do it now, and then right. Then when they come down some, right. you refinance let's refinance. It and, lower your, and you may have mm-hmm. some equity built Already up in, in your home, That's and exactly you can right. do a cash out or whatever. Sometimes you can, yeah. Um, so that is... You know, that's very important, and I was as shocked as your face looked when <laughs> when I read 38.7%. I was like, good Lord. I do appreciate both of y'all coming on and giving us the perspective, especially since it's April and Financial Literacy Month. Do either one of you have one more I would thing like, you want to say? Yeah, I want to say one more thing. So it's tempting to go online and apply for a loan online with many companies, and I'm not going to name them, um, but just realize that those companies won't, will not give you the one-on-one time that I would mm-hmm. or 
Uh, or I can would. vouch for and, that, yes. by the way. <laughs> um, and sometimes they'll pre-approve you or pre-qualify you, and then you get into it, and they can't carry mm-hmm. through with it. And so you're much better off to talk to someone that can do financial advisement or to a loan officer that will sit down with you and make a plan mm-hmm. um, than to do those quick online yeah. um, um, applications. Click the link in my signature. And, you know, right. <laughs> right. Tawanika, you just to piggyback off of what Pam stated, um, it is important to deal local locally yes. mm-hmm. um, because you have that person that you can walk in or pick up the phone and call. Um, and that's, and you may run into them in the grocery store. So. And, and I will tell yeah. you, <laughs> you don't need that, and you don't need that. No, just, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so with SRP, we, you know, credit union, our motto is um, people helping people. Mm-hmm. So whether that's you coming in and, you know, we just streamlining your finances, um, pulling your credit report, seeing what's out there so you can get that home mm-hmm. or whatever that purchase is that you want to get. And just being financial savvy. If you are getting a mortgage, do not buy a vehicle before you close. No. no. I no. had to slide that in there. Statistics <laughs> says that um, most people buy a car, a new car, six months after they buy a home. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's statistics. Well, I just know that some people are like, well, we can't finance you now because you just bought it. And it disrupts the debt to income. So we have gone over a little bit because this is a extremely important subject, I think, in the present right now as far as, you know, financial literacy, financial savvy and knowing what to do, whether you're purchasing, you know, a truck, if you're looking into having to pay college pay college fees for your children you know, what have you, or you're paying or buying a house, I think it's really important to kind of know some of these things. So I encourage you, if you want to know more information, to reach out to either one of these ladies. I will have their contact information on the podcast that is released, so you can reach out to them directly, or you can reach out to me and I will put you in touch with either one of these ladies. So since we've gone over, I just want to run through a couple of other things, and then we'll be done for this month. Under Small Business Scoop, I wanted to run through the growth that is happening downtown. Uh, We've added eight restaurants. We have added six new residential buildings for uh, mixed use, meaning they live in the top and they have some kind of retail at the bottom. We have got a lot of that. We've got several new gift shops, bookstores, clothing boutiques, things like that, that are that have come downtown and set up shop. And so that's ex- always exciting to see Augusta grow in that way. As far as today's trends I wanted to make sure that I pointed out one of the trends that we're seeing is customer centric approach after COVID happened you know it became more about relationships and closeness with your family and things so they have taken that theory that psychological observation and applied it to businesses and retail and stuff like that once we got back into 
the swing of things. It establishes loyalty. It establishes trust. And it is a big impact as far as, you know, having that relationship and that customer-centric and making sure all your marketing and your business model is focused on uh, the individual and not a whole group. So that is a trend that we're seeing. I see a lot in real estate. This is how I run my real estate company is very customer-centric and in that I form relationships, very strong relationships with my clients, and that helps with the loyalty, the trust, because it's the biggest purchase they'll probably ever make. So you need to have that trust. Hometown happenings, I just want to say real quick that I was excited for Masters to be back full force, bringing that economic revenue into the town for a week. You know, I saw tents and stuff all set up and all up and down Washington Road. And I will tell you that they did not have the peach ice cream uh, sandwiches, unfortunately. But there are several restaurants around here that took the call and made their own and sold it to the people. So we didn't go out without too much. So, you know, I I was very excited to get back to normal to welcome everybody to the to our city and to have the masters back the way it's supposed to be. And the last thing I want to touch on is Nancy's Notables. Um I for the third year in a row have been nominated for Cyber City's best real estate company. I appreciate that. I'm one of five. So, and I'm, I will let you know when the voting starts, but the voting will start to pick the top three and then uh, the winner will be announced. But I'm very honored that for the third year, you know, small doesn't always mean not as much pizzazz or whatever. Small businesses can generate just as much success as bigger businesses. So, and that, to me, by being nominated for the third year, that resonates with me that just because I'm small doesn't mean that I'm not making an impact um, in serving my clients well. So I'm excited about that. So stay tuned for information on how to vote for me. And with that said, we have concluded another great episode of Broker Bites podcast. Thank you again to Wanaka and Pam for coming and enlightening us, and I will see you next month in May. I hope you have a great rest of the month in April and a wonderful Easter. This is Nancy Powell, Downtown Augusta Broker, and I'm signing out. Thank you.